everyone. Welcome to Shot Callers, a storied rivals podcast where we interview high school coaches in the area. We're starting in the MVL, the Muskingum Valley League. I'm Will Ford, joined by the small school division champion in the MVL, Kevin Board with the New Lexington Panthers. Coach, thanks so much for joining the show. Really appreciate it. Um, how's your summer going? I know you're probably about yeah, we're about a month away from the season starting. So um, did you did you go on any, any vacations this summer? Hey, well, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. Um, no, I had a couple of uh, small trips. Uh, uh, wife and I took a small trip to Pittsburgh and Amish country for our uh, our anniversary, um, and then we went and watched the Cubs game. But nothing uh, nothing big. We just had our first kid there in March, so he's a little little young for a, a big vacation yet. So um, so we just took a couple of small trips here and there just to kind of break it up a little bit. Congrats on on having your first child. That that's Thank you, pretty that's it. pretty amazing. Yeah, and yeah. and to have that also like in the middle of the summer, like you know, off season football, like a lot of stuff's going mm-hmm. on for you. So that's awesome. Yeah, no, he's been to the gym and uh, into the field a whole lot so far, and as uh, so, I think he's probably getting used to that that environment, which is good. Yeah. So. MVL small school division champions in 2022, one of the more successful seasons that New Lex football has had in a, in a long time. Um, but what does the offseason look like this year for you? Like what's the strength and conditioning look like? Is there a lot of scrimmages, seven on sevens? What's What's been your offseason like um, for your Panthers as you get ready for the 2023 campaign? That's been a really good offseason for us. Um, our, our superintendent, Mr. Coffee, does a fantastic job with uh, you know, wanting the best for our athletes. Um, so our athletes all lift during the school day. So there's no after school workouts for, um, for our teams. Um, so they lift during the school day. So our kids have consistently lifted now, uh, year round for the last two years, uh, which I think has been really, really good for us. Um, we just got our field, our new turf put in. So our, uh, our spring looked a little different. Typically we're out there with the quarterbacks and receivers early going some open field stuff, just throwing and getting those guys back into it. Uh, but with that, we really didn't have that available to us. Um, so we did a lot of film watching with the quarterbacks, myself and quarterbacks. Um, and now we've gotten into our, you know, June, we spent most of our time just lifting and speed training, working for, uh, to prepare for the season. Then July is really when we use our contact days. Uh, we used our first week last week, uh, had a seven on seven Friday and Saturday, um, and competed well. We went eight and one in our nine games. So we can, we competed well. Um, and now we're into our second week of contact days here before we take a, a couple of days off before two days start. But, um, it's been a, it's been a good off season. I've been really uh, really happy with a lot of the progress that some of our guys have made. Um, you know, we've gotten a ton stronger. Um, the biggest thing with our guys coming into this year is we're gonna have a, a lot of new guys. Um, obviously, yeah. the, the group we had last year. Um, so it's just getting some guys to step up into some roles. But I think we've we've done pretty well so far as summer started. Well, so this summer you actually got to coach in the 41st annual Muskingum Valley versus Licking County All-Star game. That was a game you were supposed to be a part of in 2020, and then we had the pandemic and all that, and that obviously shut things down. But what was that experience like to kind of – I mean, that game kind of – it kind of kicks off the new football season. It's summer football. You're getting ready for the fall. What was it like to be a part of that game, not only win the game, but just be a part of it, coaching your guys and coaching some of the other great players that we have in this area? Yeah, that was, uh, that was an awesome experience. Um, you know, I was thankful to, for our guys, for our staff to be able to have that opportunity to, to coach it and um, and for our players to be able to play and have one more game with those guys, the greats that we have in our league, to be able to kind of see them and practice how they prepare and then play. And so uh, we've actually been referencing that game a lot this summer as we talk to our young guys about, you know, you know this is something we did in the All-Star game. This is how we were able to do it and how those guys prepared. Um, so I think it's allowed us to kind of use that to, to, to really work with our kids because it was a different – 
type of thing. You know, you're coaching a bunch of guys that know how to play and, um, you know, you're just putting a scheme in for them to be able to execute it versus, you know, spend a lot of time teaching the fundamentals. Whereas now with a bunch of freshmen, new guys, sophomores, even you, know, you spend a lot of time teaching. Uh, so it's a little different, but it was right. a really cool experience. Um, had a lot of fun doing it. Um, and I know our, our staff really enjoyed the opportunity to do that as well. And I think there was some cool friendships made, some good relationships. And obviously winning is um, a lot more fun than losing. So it's nice to be able sure. to come away with the win. So this year you're going into year five coaching the Panthers. Is your coaching philosophy any different um, now compared to when you took over the program in 2019? Like when you look back, is there like, like how do you think you've evolved as a coach from 2019 to now going into 2023 in your fifth year? Um, I've definitely evolved. I, I would say that. I, and I look back to like even my first year as a head coach back in 2014 or 15, um, when I was 24 years old and just some of the things you think you should do and things you can do. And then you realize, Oh no, 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 we can't do that. Um, right. so I, I think that, um, the biggest thing is just realizing that it, it, the player is the most important thing. You know, it, it's not about, uh, this scheme or that scheme. You know, I think that everybody has great schemes that they believe in. You know, that's why they run it. Uh, whether it's wing T or spread or three, four or four, two, you know, whatever that may be. I think the most important thing is, is the players. Um, and making sure that they have a great four-year experience, but also putting them in positions to be successful um, and trying to find, you know, what are their individual skill sets and how can we utilize that? You know, obviously we have a, a base offense and a base defense um, that we feel that we feel strong about, that we feel like we can do some good things with and can accomplish. But if our players don't understand it, can't comprehend it, or we're calling plays that we think are good, but in turn are not good because the players' skill sets don't match that, um, I don't feel like we're, we're helping those guys. So I, I feel like we've – like offensively, I used to have, you know, you see a cool play on Saturday that Alabama ran or Clemson's like, let's throw it in the playbook. And I feel like yeah, uh, the more years I go, the more I take out because I just feel like there's so many, you know, every year we I run a, a, a postseason analysis where, you know, how many times did we run each play? How many yards did we get per play? And so like we'll see plays that we ran three or four times that to us was a, a base play during install. And then we ran it three or four times. Like that, it's a whole lot of time and reps that you're spending on something that you don't necessarily use a lot. So, um, we've, I've taken out more than I've put in the last four years just to, again, just get a ton more reps at those base concepts. And then, uh, at least at the base thing, just putting kids in possession to be position to be successful. Um, though year to year, we may look different last year. We were, uh, heavy 11 personnel on offense this year. We've got two really good backs that will probably be a lot more 20 personnel. So it's, um, our, our base is going to look different, but for us, the scheme hasn't changed significantly. It's just putting right. those guys in a little bit position. So you said you started coaching in 2014. You said the age of 24, right? Yeah. So yeah, my got, my first year as head coach was I, I I was 20, 24, I believe. So what got you, I guess, into coaching at that at that young of an age? Because I mean, at that point, you're not far removed from college. Like, is that something that you always saw yourself doing? Like after. Like, you know, once you hit that, like, did you always see yourself becoming a coach? Like how was there a moment where you were like, I would love to kind of get into coaching, lead these young men, lead a high school football program, like kind of walk me through, I guess, that part of your life where you realized that coaching was a possibility for you. Um, I, I think back in high school, honestly, uh, I really, the coaching was what I wanted to do. Um, and obviously teaching, I think was something I, I, I enjoyed, um, school and enjoyed the classroom. Um, and I did well in the classroom. So it just, it kind of fit easily. And like I said, I, I, coaching was really where I wanted to get into. I remember drawing up plays when I was a junior or senior in high school. I had a notebook just full of plays I'd draw up in the middle of history class. I probably should have been paying a little bit more attention. <laughs> um, 
but that was just something that I just enjoyed doing. I really enjoyed the, like the schematics of things and, and learning how plays and, and offenses worked. I, I remember looking online and studying wing tee and, and spread and learning, just trying to learn as much as I could. Um, and then after my, it was my junior year, my third year of college, I had a heat stroke during two a day or yeah, during two a days at West Liberty. And, um, and I just had a lot of trouble getting back. Um, I finally got cleared. I, I come back the very first day I come back is like, a I, I got cleared on a Wednesday. We were leaving Thursday for a trip to Southern Connecticut and we were going to leave Thursday morning. So, uh, coach said, well, you know, come to walk through tomorrow morning and you'll, you'll go. And so, um, we had a little walk through Thursday morning. I, I did some running Wednesday night cause I had been out for so long. I couldn't get clear cause my blood pressure was way off. My numbers were separating. It was just weird. I, we couldn't figure out what was wrong. Um, <clears throat> and about the third route in, I broke my foot. Um, so there, there goes that year. So I, I work all winter just trying to get everything back. Um, and then in spring ball, I was having a lot of issues where I was still passing out and having some, some difficulties. Um, so I just decided to talk with my family. I met with my head coach and I just, I knew I wanted to get into coaching. I knew the NFL was not my path. Um, well, obviously, I mean, I probably could have, but, I uh, decided that it wasn't my path. Um, right. and, uh, just, I, I knew I wanted to get into coaching. So I, I kind of stayed on and kind of worked as a, a GA, but not a GA cause I was still a student, um, but just kind of right. helping with drills and, and learning from the college coaches, learn both sides of the football. Um, and then got a uh, assistant job my first year, moved around, and then um, I, I just, you know, there was a job come open, and I just, I felt like I had some really good influences. See you, buddy. Um, some really good in- coaching influences in my life, and um, I think I, I saw what success looked like, and, and I felt that um, I, th- I thought, shoot, I think I could be a head coach, and so I applied at uh, Petersburg High School in West Virginia. So I, I applied for the the head coaching job, uh, but I, I didn't know where the school was. Like that was kind of a funny thing to me. That so then when they called me and it's like, "Hey, we want you to come for an interview," um, I kind of had to find out where that school was. But <laughs> yeah, um, spent spent four years there. Um, you know, we first two years was the first back to back winning seasons they had in two decades, um, and then the fourth year we went to playoffs for the second time in school history. Um, and then I, then I was able to make the jump here to new Lex. So, um, I've, I've learned a ton, obviously my, uh, this will be my ninth year as a head coach, um, 11th year as, as a coach in general. So I definitely feel like I'm, I've grown a lot since, uh, since I first started and, and I've learned a ton from, um, the coaches I've been around. Yeah. So moving into this year now in 2023, your team kind of becomes the hunted, I guess, instead of the hunters in the MVL small school division. Um, so defending a championship, I mean, for, it's probably it's harder than sometimes chasing one. Um, is trying to keep everyone else from taking what you have. So how do you keep that, like, I guess that hunter-like mentality where your team is chasing the title again and not, I guess, playing to not lose the title? I, I think that uh... – you know, we as a team, we have our, our goals that we have each year. Uh, you know, we want to win week one. We want to win the small school MVL uh, championship, and we want to beat our rivals, and then we want to go to the playoffs. Um, so our, our team goals aren't going to change from year to year. Um, so, you know, that that's our expectation. And um, the first two years that we had the small school, I thought we the first year we competed well. Uh, we lost to Meadowbrook, um, and, and obviously they wanted they had a phenomenal team that year. But um, that that's our goals year in and year out. So I don't, our expectation doesn't change, but this year we've got a, uh, you know, we graduate 14 seniors. Uh, we lose 10 offensive starters and eight defensive starters. So we have a lot, a lot of new guys, you know, but we, we had a successful year on JV. Those guys went eight and one. 
um, with their only loss to Tri-Valley by, I think, a touchdown. So they competed really well. So it's really just getting some of those guys to step up into some some roles um, and move up from you know that JV mentality. Now it's a, you're a Friday night player. Um, so I, it's been a lot. It's been a lot of fun. You know, last year I think we kind of expected that we should have been the top dog. Um, yeah, I know that West obviously is going to compete for the small school title this year. They bring a lot of guys back. Morgan is, is very tough. Kashankton had a lot of young guys last year. So did Meadowbrook um, and so did Crooksville. So I, I think that the small uh, really should be a battle this year. Um, but like I said, we our expectation is we want to win that each year. So uh, we don't want to change that from year to year. Like, well, we're a better team this year, so let's compete for it. Next year we're not going to be. So we, that's not a goal that we have. You know, we want to set our goals high and, and work towards them. But, um, you know, we, we talked about, you know, this year's group, you know, you guys helped to play some of those games last year, but, um, you know, there's not a whole lot of touchdowns coming back. There's not a whole lot of yards coming back. There's only a few tackles coming back. So um, those things that those guys achieved last year was last year. And so we're, we're just having some guys step up and really challenging them more so than anything that we need some guys to step in and, and fill those vacancies. Yeah. Yeah. And a couple of the guys, like you had some very productive guys on offense last year, like Lucas Ratliff, your quarterback, uh, Hunter Rose, your running back who, I mean, he had over 1700 all purpose yards, 20 touchdowns. He's also one of your best tacklers on your defense. So how do you go about, I guess, kind of finding the guys, calling on guys to kind of step into those roles and obviously not ask them to be those players, be their own players, but um, still allow your offense to be, as productive as it was last year and then your defense still be as strong as it was? Um, you know, it's just getting guys to step up. You know, I, I don't think, you know, Carson Kellogg got a lot of running uh, touches for us last year at running back behind Hunter. <coughs> um, you know, he's coming back as a junior, had a really good track campaign. Um, and like I said, he, he got the ton of the two reps last year. So now he's stepping up into the starter. Um, you know, Jerick Bragland comes back as a leader outside of the receiver. He's the only offensive starter coming back. Um, but just like I said, we, we, we have a system, you know, we've got an offensive system that we believe in that has, you know, base concepts that we run at our JV level. Um, and we feel like, you know, those guys just now have to make that step. Um, but we don't, we don't try to say like, Hey, you need to be Tatum Toth, you know, the most decorated receiver in the NBL history. You know, we want right. you to be, be your player. And that's why I kind of going back to what I said earlier that, you know, we just want to put our guys in the best position as possible to be successful. You know, if there's things that this guy doesn't do well, you know, maybe a second guy does. You know, I think that's one thing we've talked about as an offensive staff this year is that, um, you know, positions we may we may want to utilize two guys to fill that role just because one guy, you know, at for Tatum's backup, for example, we've got Caleb back, a senior, um, tremendous vertical threat that can run really well. Um, but we also have a, a junior, Corey Adam, who's a really strong, a uh, little smaller, a little bit wider receiver that, um, you know, he makes a lot of catches underneath, um, kind of like Tatum did. Tatum did a little bit of both. Whereas I feel like those two kind of excel in, in uh, not singular areas. They both can do both things. But I feel like, you know, Caleb can help us with certain things. Corey can handle us, help us with certain things. So just trying to figure out what they do, who can help us in what way. Um, and then kind of as coaches now, let's let's make sure that we're, we're putting those guys in position. So um, defensively, we've got to – same as often. we got to, we got to, um, we got to get a lot of new guys, a lot of opportunities, a lot of reps. So as we head into uh, – into two days and getting ready for our scrimmages up front is really where our biggest question mark will be. I think, I think our skill guys through seven on seven are getting a ton of reps. So our, our line is really the guys that we need to, to get to gel um, on both sides. If, if we can be good up front, I think the rest takes care of itself. I really believe that. Um, you know, I, I think if you have a great line and a bad running back, they'll make him look good. But if you've got a poor line and a great running back, I think his, 
his skill level, his production drops off because he doesn't have anybody in front of him. So right. um, we always talk with our guys that those those five up front on offense and the three for us on defense, those guys are what makes everything go. You know, Hunter was a great linebacker because Michael Vernon, Zane Pletcher, and Zach Robinson were tremendous defensive linemen for us. Um, so we, we want to preach those guys in the trenches are the most important position on the field for us. Um, and like I said, this year we, we've we got to replace five offensive linemen and uh, and three defensive linemen. So that, that's the biggest piece of competition right now is trying to figure out which of those guys is going to rise to the top and, and be a varsity guy for us. Right, right. Um, so looking forward to the schedule then this year, I mean, is, is there a game on your schedule that you have circled? I mean, of course you play to win every game. You want to be league champs, all that stuff. But is there a game you look at every year and say like, we could lose every game this year, but there's this one game on the schedule. We have to win this game. And is there a game like that on your schedule, or do you really just take it like week by week, the opponent that's in front of you? Uh, I, I'm really – I know that uh, the New Lex Faithful would say that Crooksville and Sheridan are those two games, right? Those are the the rivalries, the Perry County rivals that they call the Perry County Super Bowl that, you know, if you go two for two, you're the Perry County champions. But uh, obviously we don't play Miller, but um, – those two, but I, me as a coach, I've always felt like you know, you can't look so far down the road that you that you're missing two or three opportunities in front of you. You know, our most important game right to, to me is Fairfield Union, um, week one. You know, if we can win week one, um, I think a lot of times that momentum will carry you to week two and and, and on, right? But I also feel that if you if you're unsuccessful week one, because all summer you're talking about you know we got to beat F, we got to beat Fairfield Union and. Um, so I spent, you spend more time talking about that game than any game. And so when you put so much of yourself into that one game and then you, you're not successful in week one, I think you have a hangover in, in week two sometimes because, oh, man, we're still, we should have beat them. We should have done this. We should have done that. So um, I truly do preach week one. Um, you know, we want to be one and out at the end of the night. Um, and we'll, we'll, get to, we'll get to Sheridan. We'll get to Crooksville. We'll get to West. You know, we'll get to Tri-Valley. We'll get to those guys when we get to them. Um, mm-hmm. you know, but when you, when you start looking ahead, two weeks or three weeks or even sometimes even just one week um i think that's when you can have some stumbles and stuff especially with a team like we have this year that's young and inexperienced uh, we really need to take it week by week and focus on you know how can we be successful this week and then after each week how can we improve um and then like i said we don't we don't see our rivals until the end of the season anyway so um you know west has been back and forth the last two i think that's becoming a coach brown rig does a, f- a phenomenal job and i think he's one of the best coaches we have in our league and i think he's really got west primed to do some big things um and i think back the last two years has been back and forth so i think that that's a game that um really kind of won the mvl for us last year since they were the runner-up so i think that that's a game that i think some guys have is some excitement and and knowing that they have a lot of guys coming back, that they they are probably the preseason favorite. We don't do polls or anything like that, but right. with the guys they have in back have coming back and finishing runner up last year, um, I would say that they're the favorite to win. So, and we're going to take it week by week. You mentioned Fairfield Fairfield Union first week of the year. Um, what have yep. they done? I guess over the last couple of years that. Um, that kind of gives you tr- like that you really got to prepare for. Is there something that gives you a little bit of trouble where you got to get your guys to do this or do that offensively or defensively? Like what is kind of the game plan, I guess, as you approach Fairfield Union? We've got about a month until the season starts. Uh, what's your game plan looking like uh, looking like for them? Um, well, the last couple of years, man, they've just been so big up front. They've, um, you know, they, they were a single wing team on offense. That they lined up foot to foot, two tight ends. Um, a fullback, a running back, and their quarterback. I mean, they were the true single wing, and they were just foot to foot and a lot of line. You know, like we we are not blessed with a ton of large linemen. Our linemen are lean and and quicker than they are bigger and and uh, 
huge, right? And so size-wise, we were always at a disadvantage. No matter if we see a team, Sheridan's a team that has a lot of big linemen, Morgan, a lot of big linemen. So we really just preach, you know, win the trenches. Um, they have a new head coach this year, so we haven't seen any film on them. Um, you know, their athletic director, I believe, took over um, for Coach Krupla. He moved on and is now uh, assisting at Bloom Carroll. Um, so we'll have to wait and kind of see with those guys. So what, like I said, with ours, you know, I really feel like if we execute our game plan, um, at a high level and, and execute our schemes, it, it truly shouldn't matter. You know, if you're playing a wing tee, a, a spread team, an eye formation, power eye, if you're doing what you do well and improving on what you do well, I think that, you know, week by week you'll have some small adjustments and tweaks. Um, but the grand scheme of things, I think that if you do if you do you well, I think the rest takes care of itself. But um, so we haven't really started preparing for those guys. We're really just trying to get everything installed. But um, when we get into August, you know, we don't we don't prep for Riverview or Nelsonville. You know, we're just continuing to run our base offense and defense. And then once we get our schemes, you know, obviously put in. You know, we, we have a, a heavier package we put in for teams. I think the the new coach, from what I understand, is a wing T guy. So um, you know, getting some some film on them early and being able to start preparing for what they do. Um, you know, but uh, right now we haven't seen that in. A, in you know, with the guys he has there, he may be the same thing. You know, we may, I may have been wing T, but with the, the kids that we have, we may have to do this. So until we see some film on them, uh, we really don't know. Right now, we're just focused on improving us and, and getting everything installed. Awesome, Coach. Coach, I really do appreciate your time joining us on Shot Collars. Um, and best of luck this year, man. Uh, you guys were a great team last year. Looking forward to what you guys do this year. Thanks. Well, I appreciate you having me on. I uh, appreciate what you guys do for the, all the teams in the area. You guys do a phenomenal job.